The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. If you're a kid that grew up in the 90s, you were told you could take daytime looks to nighttime looks by Cosmo magazine every week by adding a heel, but it's not true. And Michael Lucas. He was working at the bakery. This is Emsolation. That's enough. Done. Next. Zero out of ten. Never watched it. Won't. <laughs> you're in Emsolation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain and a podcaster. And together with my best friend since I was 11, screenwriter Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast. Hello, how are you? I am so much better than... <laughs> the last time you heard me on the Thursday edition. I was literally coming to you live from under my doona and I remember at the time thinking, I'm never going to take my health for granted ever again. I was so sick. I was even looking back on photos of when I was just well. <laughs> you, know, you know, I had a sore throat and I'm never going to take for granted. So right now I'm going to sit here without a sore throat. I'm not sweaty. I'm feeling semi-human and I'm appreciating universe. Hear me now. I'm doing what I said I was going to do. I'm appreciating my health being better. But other than that, it's swept through my house, old COVID. My husband is down with it now. We talk about that in the podcast. But I wanted to, a lot of you have contacted me today because Disney have released the trailer for their upcoming animation. It's not coming out until next year, but it's called Elio. And I was across this because I follow, when Disney and Pixar announce their upcoming projects, I'm always across that. And so I did know that it was happening, but the first time we've kind of seen any visuals, it's happened. And I got really teary and I was able to show Elio and he was so excited because Elio, my Elio, is space-obsessed, alien-obsessed, And the way they describe this child is that he's a bit of an outsider whose special interest is aliens and planets and intergalactic travel. And I have one of those. And the the movie's coming out on March the 1st, 2024. That's my 45th birthday. It feels like a sign. And I have to say, you don't think you'll ever get a personalised superhero movie for your child. And the child, Elio, in the movie, he wears an eye patch. So, you know, he's, he's kind of got to overcome certain things as my son does and I know I'm going to sit and watch my Elio, watch Elio the movie, probably cry the entire time. But I just, I'm really grateful to Disney Pixar for picking this name because my kid will watch this kid be extraordinary and I think draw a parallel to himself. Maybe I'm reaching, maybe I'm expecting too much from this movie, but the trailer looks bloody great. And today, because he can recognise his name, I put the computer in front of him and he saw the E-L-I-O and he looked at me and his little face lit up and he said, that's my name. 
And I said, it is. And we played the trailer and, oh, look, it's a big build-up. It's not really isn't coming out for months and months and months. But thank you for everyone. Thank you for thinking of us. I think, oh, it's going to be fever pitch come March next year. We also, in today's episode, talk about my upcoming trip. It's eight weeks away and I've already had to begin preparations. And I'll explain why. I'm an anxious traveller, but I also am the engine room of my family. And if you're the me of your family, think about taking yourself out of the market for two weeks and what that means to certain organisational things. And part of me Part of me wants to just say, you know what, I'm just going to pack myself and I'm not going to think about it and I'm just going to leave and let my husband figure it out. I wish I could do that because Lord knows he does that to me, but I just can't. I cannot. I can't do that to my children. It's too much, too fast. So we talk about that. We also have a good for her. I mean, it's not going to be hard for you to figure out who it is this time. It's Kylie. It's Kylie. I can't keep it to myself. We're so excited for Kylie. She's had such an amazing few weeks. We're very happy for her. We also discuss Michael's, well, he's watching The Idol, the new Sunday night HBO slash binge. It's taken over succession. I have extreme issues with it. Michael's watching it. All of those things, all of the things you have to look forward to. So I'll stop chatting when we get straight to it. Thank you for all the feedback also on the Art Simone interview, which is out now on Extra for subscribers only. Art, of course, is Drag Race royalty. She was in RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under down under season one and easily like in our top three drag queens here in this country. And I hope to see her in all stars. So that's been fantastic feedback on that one. I kind of loved being able to nerd out on drag race. It's the first time I've really done that on this podcast properly. So that's good. If you want to listen to it, you need to be a subscriber. You can go to msolation.supercast.com for all the information. All right, my darlings, thank you for being here. Enjoy. We're back. Back to usual. It's all good. It's just a week where I wasn't able to actually speak. We're back. Play the music. Luciano and Michael Lucas. This is Emsolation. Michael Lucas live. Are you in Notting Hill? Kensington. <laughs> it's not far. I do can I do walk to Notting Hill, yes. I just imagine Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant just trotting past you in the morning on their morning stroll off to get a coffee. I have to say I've not seen many celebs, or, or indeed any, um, unless they've been on stage and I've paid gazillions of dollars of tickets to see them. But no, I keep wandering around. The other day I saw a red-haired gentleman and I thought, oh, Prince Harry, before I realised. <laughs> no, he's in Montecito. Oh, but what about, are you near where they filmed Ted Lasso? Oh, God, where's Ted? No, Ted Lasso's more, isn't it more like Hackney? 
Oh, I don't. This this is our research is really not <laughs> showing. That's no, it. I am very close to where they filmed Notting Hill, Amazing. but of course that whole area now. I mean, it's let's just say the original charm of that street <laughs> is somewhat dissipated, <laughs> and that travel book store that Hugh Grant used to work in, that gorgeous little thing, is now like a big like branded shop <laughs> where you buy all the merchandise and everything like that. Oh. I'm much more in a street that feels like My Fair Lady slash Mary Poppins. Well, I need you, once we've finished recording, because it is 8 o'clock in the morning there, it's 5pm here, I want you to go and do Mm. some content creation in your street. We call it content creation in the business. I need some assets from you (laughs) so that I can post (laughs) them so the emsolators can picture where Michael Lucas is coming live from each week. It's very important to position you. But you did mention that you've been spending gazillions of dollars on celebrities. Yes, and as people will know, we didn't get to talk about it last week because I had Co- Oh, what a tease. Covina. And obviously I was worried that in the end people would think I mean obviously you beautifully explained it in the introduction, but I was thinking people would be thinking, did it finally in the end break them? Was the weight <laughs> of it too much? They can't come back from this. I almost wanted to like put out an Instagram going, just so you know, yeah. M is sick. It's not. It's it not was. what you think. I did think about that like the straight after the betrayals happened, no ep. Imagine if I didn't. I know. <laughs> no, we don't have the capacity to be that dramatic, but you did go and I did notice a distinct lack of posting from you because, of course, I was on your socials as soon as I could like. Oh. Oh, there was a reason for that, though. What? Because it was that, oh, that standard thing when you're in a concert and every single friggin' person is posting, you just can't. Like I was trying, I was sending you things that took forever to mm, land. Mm, mm. So I, I was I was attempting to post and it was only really when I cleared the concert and got to decent Wi-Fi mm. that I was able to do it. So apologies for that. So what's your review of Beyonce <laughs> live from Tottenham? How was the show? What do you? What's your rating? What What do you feel she oh. nailed? What did she miss? What were the highlights? The lowlights? Okay, look, the rating was pretty pretty damn high. I've got to say, it's at least a nine. Wow. I mean, mm, I just love that album so much, mm. and so she would really have to screw it up for me not to love the concert. And to put it mildly, she did not. <laughs> Um, Tottenham as a location for a concert, amazing stadium, so hard to get to. I cannot <laughs> believe it. And also they shut down the trains on the way home. Like the o- the overground rail line was shut. Why? Made no sense at all. Oh. So there was like 50,000 people that were, that That was the worst aspect of the night. Mm-hmm. But in general, the crowd was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, my seats, you will note, I wouldn't say I was close. It was very much a watch her on the screen sort of the situation. So I am immensely looking forward to being right in wow. the wow. hub. And I'm not just saying that. <laughs> like when you were there, you could see that like because the stage like comes out on all these platforms and everything like that. But, I mean, you know, she was amazing. I'm, and, yes, there's less dancing, much less than you used to. Yeah. We can speculate as to the reasons why. I'm sure foot you've got surgery, conspiracy theories. Foot surgery. No, not a conspiracy. It's true. But she made up for it. Yeah. With astonishing, just the staging was out of control. And there were bits that literally I still, Adrian and I are discussing, we still don't understand. I'm sure you're aware of them. Like one one time there was like this enormous, and when I want to say enormous, I mean stadium-sized chrome horse that just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. And at first I thought, is that a hologram? I didn't, my eyes didn't yeah. even accept it as a real thing. Mm. And, I mean, that sort of shit was amazing. I just didn't know where to look. Vocally, she 
belted it out for two and a half hours. I, I mean... Incredible. 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 Blue and Ivy came out. I saw. <laughs> I saw. Yeah. Dancing like yeah. a classic TikToker, just 50%. She's Britney Spears in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she's only 11. Can you imagine? I know. If I had have been pushed on a stage at 11 years of age with all my armpit hair and self-consciousness and complete lack of ability to, you know, look people in the eye. I just, it is astounding that she's only 11. I have to say. It is. Excellent. It is. Excellent parenting. And she was she was definitely ice cold with confidence. It was amazing. <laughs> the, uh, uh, the other reason why I can't wait to be down in the pack is obviously the, the, the mega fans, the beehive, you should see how far they went. Like they were in these spectacular costumes Can't and wait. they were just beside themselves. They were performing the cuffet dance. They were just doing everything. Where I was mm. was sort of the seats where you get sort of British dudes that have been dragged along by a girlfriend's going, oh, she got her tits out in that picture. <laughs> and like, that's the sort of thing Sorry? you get. So, Sorry, you was... know, wonderful. Wait, was Harry Styles there? <laughs> no, he was, he couldn't make, he was working at the bakery. I work in a bakery. But it was... <laughs> It was. Wait, was Michael Caine? The crowd there? was hard in. <laughs> well, you're going to lose your mind. Basically, you're going to lose your mind. Well, I must confess something. <gasps> okay, can I guess? I think you probably can guess because you know me so well. Yeah, go guess. Is it? Well, it's some. It's clearly some sort of concert that I'm not going to. No, I've already watched oh. the entire show because from oh. your show, <laughs> someone has uploaded a 4K. Some person sat for two and a half hours holding their iPhone and got the oh entire concert perfect. Like it's like I'm there. I don't know how. Right. But why would you do that? Like they didn't waver. Can you imagine holding your phone still? For that long. But can I just ask, though, what sort of frame size and where were they positioned? Because the show spreads out. They were like positioned. Like there are bits where the twins. Perfectly. They were positioned really? halfway down the catwalk. So they got everything yeah. on stage and then just with a turn to their left, they got everything she was doing at the end of the catwalk. I saw Beyonce give birth to herself through a mechanical vagine with a, with an, yes. with a, with a metallic... Canal. I saw the Mad Max-esque stripper pole tank. tank. I oh, saw her. Did you see the bit where she comes up and then she's in this metallic thing and then it opens, opens, and opens. And she's inside. She's released to the world. <gasps> but I didn't. And obviously the robot arms. The robot arms are incredible. I do have to tell you I did stop it before I didn't see the last, I would say, four songs. So I didn't see the disco horse. I thought I needed to save the finale for when oh, we see it in LA. What restraint Thank you, you showed. You just watched 87% <laughs> of the concert. Chella and I were sitting there and we, you should have seen the conversation. I go, just see if any of it's online. We'll just watch a few clips. And then we type it into YouTube and both of us screamed. We screamed. And Scott's like mm. shut behind a COVID-ridden door because Scott has COVID now. Of course he does. God forbid I yes. have the sick glory, but we'll get to that later. And we're like, oh, and he's like, what's going on? We're like, Beyonce, there's a whole version of it uploaded. And Chella's like, it'll be crap. It'll be so crap. It'll be shaky. It'll be awful. And then it appears on our screen and it's stunning. And we keep spectacular. We keep looking at each other and she's like, should we do it? I'm like, I don't know. Should we do it? Should we do it? I don't know. I feel like this is weird. And, she, and then Chella's like, well, he bought tickets. Stuff him. And I was like, yes, we were justifying it. And then I'm like, but what about Beyonce? Will she be mad with me? Like, would she be mad knowing that I'm watching this show and it's a bootleg copy? It's a very good bootleg copy. And then she's like, nah. She's got your coin. 
I've already paid she for She could ticket. have done the Madonna and made yeah. us all lock up our phones. Yeah. And she didn't. Nah, she didn't. So in the end, because there's no visuals, I think she's quite mm. happy for us all to put our own visuals out there. So I did watch a lot of it and I have to say I think it's a huge mistake that she opens on Dangerously in Love. <gasps> really? Yeah. Because I watched that crowd get whipped up. I was watching them, all the amazing vignettes, visuals flashing on the screen, Beyonce, Beyonce, and then they're all pumped and amped and everyone's up and ready and then she goes into the ballad, I mean, one of her best ever, but I just saw, Mm. and because it was daylight as well, I just watched the crowd drop down. Yeah, but uh, see, I I interpreted that different. For me, the fact that it was daylight was the reason why it was quite good to do because... The thing about that album is once you kick off into that album, you cannot stop. Like you've just got to go the whole way through that album, right. which she pretty much does. And so I saw it as – but also it's like she she reannounces the concert. Like she does an initial one mm. and she's like, let me show you my vocal chops while it's really daylight for a while. We'll just sit and have a nice outdoor concert. Then she stops and then she literally puts up renaissance like we're, we're beginning now. Got it. So, so I think... saw it as like a separate little thing. And maybe the and daylight I, and buffer. And I didn't mind the lulling. Yeah. Yes. Mate. Yes. Okay. The, okay. The bit where I, there's no, there's no, uh, you know, confusion over where I lost my mind. It was cuff it into energy into oh break my, my soul into. <laughs> Were you okay? When I saw her do no. Break My Soul into Vogue, I just said to Chella, I'm not, I don't know that I'm going to be able to control him when, when he and I do it. To oh. him. Who are we going to become? It was crazy. <laughs> That's when the horse comes out. Oh, my God. But the weird thing is I was so fixed on her because she was dancing around the ring that all of a sudden I looked and there's this incredible chrome horse that I hadn't even noticed, didn't even understand how it got there. Is it inflatable? It's so huge. I don't know. I, I'm, still, I'm still so confused. <laughs> if anyone understands how Beyonce has created this horse... Please let us know. That, and then she goes away, and then I had to race to go to the toilet because I was overexcited. Of course. And I was buying drinks. And you have a bladder the size of a pea, honestly. You piss more than anyone I know. God damn it. I was standing there in the line, and this woman was, like, taking forever to call a drink, and then I heard the first strains of um, formation. <laughs> like the terror in my mind, standing going, get your drinks and get it. We've got to go back to the seat. <laughs> Thankfully, it was quite a long introduction. I was back in enough time. <laughs> Well, I mean, we may as well segue into it because it it has been a special type of hell in my household over the last five weeks. I'm just going to say five weeks. Started off with Odette getting COVID. She was patient zero. Then my dad got it and there was much conjecture over who gave it to who. We don't know. But it all started around, uh, no, Mother's Day, whatever I saw. Yeah, something like that. That feels right. And so Odie got it and Chella got it. Then I got it. You, you took so long together that I assumed that the window had passed. You were in the clear, but you were Same. just cooking it that whole time. And it was so weird because it was last Friday night, Friday week ago, and I felt the moment the COVID exploded in my cells. I pinpointed it. I was walking down the hallway and I said, Scott, I don't feel well. And then all of a sudden it was like a switch was flicked and everything just got a bit hazy and dizzy. It was like I'd had like someone spiked my drink vibes and I lost Hmm. my legs. I had to go lie down. Within an hour, no taste buds. It was crazy how it hit me and how fast. And I have never been sicker. This was worse than the first time. I had to, like, my doctor, who's amazing, but he kept, like, he's like, you have to get yourself into emergency. And I said no because my breathing was really laboured, so we bought a blood oxygen oximeter, which I didn't even know. You can just pop down to Chem Mart and get one. And 
so we were monitoring blood oxygen and it was all, I was so sick and awful. And then I started sort of feeling better on Saturday. And then, of course, Scott Barrow test positive. Now, he is a Novid. He's never had it. He's avoided it this whole I, time. And I thought he would be a Novid to the end. Mm. And I thought it would be a combination of some sort of situation with cycling and just isolation. <laughs> I don't know how the cycling, <laughs> I don't know, something to do with outdoors. Lycra. I don't know. He's outdoors, he's outdoors. No, he's never had it. And he was boasting that all last week and he kept walking in and out of the room I was in and instead of wearing a mask, Scott would put his hand in front of his face. It was so Vince Rossiano, it was so my dad burning in and out of Bunnings during COVID, not wearing a mask <coughs> and because he said, I'm going fast. That was my dad's mm. excuse for not wearing a mask. And so Scott oh. was coming in and out of the bedroom I was in like this with his hand over his face. I said, listen, dickhead, that is not how airborne diseases work. He's like, no, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. So the fact that he got it, I mean, I don't like that he's unwell, but part of me, I said to him, yeah, how's the hand mask go, dickhead? How's that working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you can enjoy a moment if I told you so. I'm sure you're a tender and caring nurse, but you've earned that moment. Oh, I can't be bothered and caring And how bad is he? He's pretty sick. He's as sick, probably as sick as I was. Like he's, I've never seen Scott bedridden in 20 years. That man cannot sit still or lay still. So he's completely lay out. He's in Elio's room. We've sectioned him off. Like he's not allowed out of this tiny little area. But the annoying thing is I'm still really not well and I'm so tired and I really should be in bed now for another week. But it's on. No one cares. There's no one to look after mum and it's so often the case. Like no one gives a shit. Everyone's just back on me a thousand percent while Scott's laying down. I can hear him. There's a new Tour de France documentary out. It's like Drive to Survive but for riders. It's like the real housewives of the Tour de France. Yeah, but with the riders. So he's watching Mm. that and he's like, oh, can someone bring me scrambled eggs? Can someone bring me a drink? Oh, I need ice. I'm like, oh, God. But today while he was unwell, I thought, you know, I need to remind him that I'm going away in eight weeks. I'm joining you and Adrian in New York where we're obviously seeing Madonna and Beyonce. And I have to start the campaign now. And I know you find this bizarre. So is it the campaign preparing what will happen in the house while you're gone? Yeah. Or is it that, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes more sense. He needs to be brought up to speed, but also he can't when he's lying flat on his back in bed. But the thing is... I've bought the trip up a couple times and he stonewalls me. He completely, his face just drops into dark thunder and he just kind of glazes over. He doesn't ask me, doesn't even know where we're going, doesn't know who we're seeing, what we're doing, nothing. And it's been really bugging me. And this morning he was quite grateful because I made him some delicious scrambled eggs and he's weak. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to bring up the trip again and Mm. see if I get a Mm. better reaction because he's grateful to me, he's weak, all the things. And I brought it up again and he managed to muster the energy to get a face like thunder again. I said, what's that? Why do you look like that? And he said, oh, every time you talk about it, I just, I just have to think about all, you know, all the things I'm going to have to do. And I'm like, mate, it's not like I just drop the mic and be like, see ya, and I don't organise <laughs> all the meals and all the babysitting and ride a schedule. Like, I'm not you. This is a man who has gone off on multiple bike trips, multiple trips mm. to surf in Indonesia And he just packs himself the day of and drives to the airport. (laughs) That's it. And I've got this, and I said to him, you're being a spoiled brat. Like, I want you to be happy for me. I want you to ask me lots of questions. And he's like, oh, I've just got a lot to think about, you know, and I've got COVID. I'm like, well, whose fault is that, hand mask boy? (laughs) 
So so I said to him, don't worry, we're going to get help, we're going to get, Elio's got a great a carer, Steph, so she's going to do a few more days. My parents are going to be involved. There'll be a whole schedule. There's school holidays for Odie. So it's only 14 days as well. I want you to understand this. Mm. But anyone listening now who is the me of their house, you understand why I'm beginning to feel I Googled packing cells. I'll get some nice little packing cells. Um, okay, yeah. So I've got, I'm starting to think about the fun aspect of it because I love packing for a trip. It's my yes. passion. I love it. Like I'm so organised. There's sections and it's beautiful. On the way home mm-hmm. it is like I've been kidnapped and I'm grabbing my clothes at the last minute. But on my way there, beautiful. It's yeah. not dissimilar to our attitude to parties. Yes. It's the preparation for the party that is the the joy. And then obviously the party, maybe maybe it will be good, maybe not. I think we've got a really good chance of this party being good just Do because you? of the divas we're seeing. True. But, yeah. but the preparation, amazing. Yeah. And also because at least this one as well, it's quite a specific, like it's it'll be very summery. You yep. don't have to contend with different nope. climates. No, nope. yep, that's amazing. And also I'm I'm planning each day. So I'm going to have 14 outfits planned. I've already checked the weather. I've got advanced weather forecasts happening and I'm going to be a different person in Palm Springs. Who I am in Palm Springs and who I am in LA general and who I am in New York will be three very different M's. (laughs) No, and I wish I could say me too. And I'm going to be getting my eyebrows laminated, eyelash extensions, toes done, hands done. I'll probably get a little bit of Botox between here because I've let the Botox go because I thought I've got so much COVID, don't need botulism in my system as well. So I've tried to be clean. I'll probably get a bit of tox between the brows. Um, I'll get I'll get my mullet extensions put in, probably get a spray tan. Um, I started doing like squats in the shower, so I'm definitely going to be really fit in eight weeks from the okay. 10 I'm doing a day do while I'm in the shower. Can I just say you get your eyebrows laminated? laminated. Yeah, yeah, I'll get them laminated. So they look quite, they look, they're just done all the time. They're amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Laminated for me is still what used to happen to your library card <laughs> in high school. Sort of the same, but with the hairs on your face. Really? So there's plastic on your face? Uh, sort of. It's like a perm. You know when people get a perm and they get curly hair and they get that and it sets the curls yeah. for a long time? Uh, okay. This is the straightened right. version yep. of that. Yeah. So yep. it's like okay. chemically straightening your eyebrows so that they're at their full extensionist. They're at their most excellent. So there's all these things I have to prep. On top of that, a full military schedule for my family. So eight weeks, I'm quite concerned, might not be enough. Yeah. Well, (laughs) all I can do is wish you luck and promise you that every day I will come out and say, oh, day seven, I think it's better than day six. Well, what I need you to do is every morning have your phone ready and document because I'm going to give you and Adrian an The reveal? Yeah, every morning we'll have an agreed time and I'll say, right, I'm coming, and then I'll walk into the hotel foyer buffet wherever we are or the lounge room of where we're staying. (laughs) And you'll be you'll be needing to film, all right? Because we'll need montage of my outfits. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... You're walking looking unawares. Oh, I'm so excited. I mean, I'm going to be anxious and not enjoy most of the holiday, but the preparation is the holiday in itself. I'm just, I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait. Extra. 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 Haven't subscribed to Emsolation Extra yet? Here's what you've missed out on this week. M. Rossiano with Drag Race Down Under's Arts of Mine. I've waited long enough that my NDA has run out. So, <laughs> oh no, sorry, I was, sorry, no, I was emailed directly by World of Wonder and they said, just letting you know, the NDA is for life. Oh no. That's fine. Oh, who cares? Who's listening to Emsolation, no, whatever? It's fine. We are talking about uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. <gasps> and I. Couldn't bring myself to watch it for a long time. Even though you were on mm-hmm. and someone that I love and adore and have known for a long time, 
because I honestly feel like it didn't represent Australian drag as I know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did you honestly... <laughs> <laughs> let it out, let it out, come on. But, I mean, what people don't realise is you were having to watch it while we were all on lockdown, right? <laughs> so you could do nothing and you were the Ricky Lee of Australian drag. You oh. were voted out far too early. Yeah, it was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were in and out of lockdowns, mm-hmm. um, but... We knew when we stepped on the set that it wasn't going to go down really well. What the fuck, man? Look, because I was the first one in there. I walked in, said my line, and I said, is this it? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh I had been to DragCon before and one of the, well, been many times, but one of the years they actually set the American workroom up at DragCon. <sighs> So you could walk around, do photos and see what it was like. So I knew how big it was, how tall it was. High quality. How many, oh, it was amazing. Mm. Um, and then I walked into that and I was like... Oh. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. They, yeah, and they shoot it in New Zealand, yeah. which is the other thing. We're literally in a shed. You know, like like industrial right. areas that have like the shed and then yeah. the little office. Mm-hmm. That was two of those next to each other. One was the main Probably stage. Probably a meth lab too over oh, from you. Of course. <laughs> but they also shoot the block in there, the New Zealand block, and like you could, they're like, yeah, under this purple paint is the block floor, and then there's this, <laughs> and then there's that. You know, multi-purpose spaces. They were probably put, um, doing crews to and from <laughs> as well. Wouldn't surprise me. But it was, look, it, we walked in and we just knew from that moment. But even the workroom being so small, I was in denial, you know, the first episode. I was like, maybe it's like that year on Big Brother where there was two houses <laughs> and then maybe this wall is going to be knocked down and there's the rest of the workroom. They're testing us. I reckon they're testing us. Never came. No. For all that and more, subscribe to Emsolation Extra now at emsolation.supercast.com. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is, 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 is M. Salation. TV time. Oh, I have watched so much television in the last two weeks because I've been bedridden, I obviously. Bet you have. I've done everything. I've watched everything. But you have been watching something. You, you've watched an episode of The Thing I Refuse. I refuse to watch. To watch. Talk about it. Yeah. You talk about it. Talk about it. The Idol. Uh, <laughs> the Idol got the most treasured slot in television. It was the Sunday night after Succession. So obviously, you know, everyone's interested to know what are they going to follow up Succession with and what a run they've been on. Let's just put it in context. Mm. They've gone from House of Dragon, mm-hmm. White Lotus, The Last of Us, Succession, what is the next Sunday night HBO drama? Mm. And then it's set in the world of pop music and it's got The Weeknd and it's got Troy Sivan. And, Dan uh, Levy. And it's directed by the guy that uh, directed uh, Euphoria. Euphoria. Mm. Yeah, starring Lily Rose Depp. And... I actually, in a rare example, had not read absolutely everything under the sun. I knew it was troubled. That's the vibe that I got, Mm -hmm. you know, about the production. But it begins and then it's kind of very much like the I Hate Susie, which you've referenced with Billy Piper, a British show Mm -hmm. about a um, celebrity who was in a social media scandal. Or it's a bit like Entourage as well. And, you know, there's a lot of sassy. Dan Levy is in it. And so there's, like, the sassy sort of entourage trying to figure out how to deal with this crisis. 
And I was giving it the benefit of the doubt for a while, mm. but truly, <laughs> the more it goes on, mm. the more you sort of think, wow, I know we like to think we live in a culture like cancel culture and you can't say anything. They're really testing it <laughs> because this one is like they're deliberately steering into, I don't know, anything that basically winds back the Me Too movement feels like what they're interested in. But I think what takes the cake is you begin in this sort of drama about this Britney Spears-esque pop star who's mm. overmanaged and who's struggling to release her next album. And then The weekend finally comes into it, N- not an actor, not, not traditionally actor, and the role he's given himself is this club owner slash cult leader who is so unbelievably magnetic that she just can't take her eyes off him. She can't stop masturbating about him. She just is obsessed with him. And can you imagine, he developed this show. Imagine the chutzpah to go, I've got the perfect role for me. The perfect role for me is the unbelievably enigmatic cult leader dude that this intensely beautiful woman, she only gets one scene to herself in the entire episode that I watched, like one moment where you can dig into her character and basically she masturbates thinking about him. She tries to choke herself while she's masturbating, thinking about it. Wait, him. what? That's where it's at. She tries yes. to... Yes. Oh, that's big. That's big in it. She's all about the autoerotic asphyxiation. Isn't that how Michael Hutchins died? It is. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of that going on. She's trying to choke herself whilst masturbating. Yes, it's a, it's a bit Fifty Shades. That's what she's into. But how does she manage both? I know. She's coordinated. I'd I'd be interested for you to watch that scene and to say whether you think that it would biologically be possible and whether it (laughs) would do the job for you. I I, I question. I've said this on many occasions. You can tell when men direct female masturbation scenes right? Because that is not how masturbation looks for most of us. I've said this mostly, it's in stolen moments, under the doona, sweaty, hoping no one busts you, trying desperately if you're on some kind of medication that's numbing yourself, trying desperately just to get off or you give up altogether. It's like, oh, I can't be bothered. It's never intentionally, I, I'm not going to shave my vagine and put on lingerie for myself. Or maybe I should. <laughs> Well, she does it in her enormous empty mansion. But does she look hot? Like she's got. She comes home late at night, and the whole it's very fifty shades. And get this: the mansion is the weekend's mansion, and so the weekend, like his real life mansion, he was sitting there going, "You know what? I think I have found the perfect location for her to masturbate and think of me. My house. <laughs> Let's put it there." Oh, fight it, darling. And the climactic scene. Can I just do spoiler alert, please? The, the climactic scene is that they finally build up to them having sex and he puts some sort of scarf over her head so she's choking. She's going, <gasps> she's choking under the scarf and then he's like, open your mouth. And so you can see on the scarf and then he gets a pen knife and he just stabs a hole and she's like, <gasps> and end of the episode. That's it. There's also a line where her friend said he's kind of rapey and she's going, yeah, but I like that about it. Oh, stop I mean, it. it's wild. Stop it. That is, yeah. who okayed that? This is so, I refuse. I refuse to watch it. And I just think the guy that you are referring to, his name is Sam Levinson and he did make Mm. Euphoria. And I watched a little bit of Euphoria because my daughters were obsessed with it. And I kept having to check myself in that uh, middle-aged guy directed the scene because the over-sexualisation of teenage girls is his jam. That is what he loves to do. He's got this weird fetish about making really beautiful, young, young, young young-looking women 
do these erotic, like, it's so over the top. And the fact that he's carrying this vibe through to this show and the fact that The weekend has been problematic for so long and those long-time Selena Gomez stans will know that he wrote some pretty awful songs about her when they dated and some pinpoint a lot of her issues to him and I just feel like him coupled up with the Euphoria guy is just a match made in misogyny heaven and I will never be putting my eyeballs on it. I don't care how in my wheelhouse it is in terms of pop divas and I don't think any mm. of you should be letting your sons watch this show or, like, it just it stinks and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, these two, there's going to be a shit ton come out about them. HBO lawyers are clamping down on it now because they spent a fuck ton on this show. But once this show is out and if it doesn't do well, pfft, release the hounds. There is so much bad shit from that set, I'm telling you. And his house, ugh, ugh. <laughs> There's also a bit, the opening scene is her posing for a provocative photo shoot and she, you know, she's getting her breasts out and everything like that. And there's a whole really long sequence where there's an intimacy coordinator who's made to look like an idiot and then gets locked in a room and you're meant to sort of cheer. So it's almost like he's sort of saying, mm-hmm. I hate intimacy coordinators and I hate that whole, you know, and the characters are going, she's fine, she doesn't need this idiot. And, yeah, I mean, like, he's really... Who was he, the... He's really... But, like, who was the intimacy coordinator on this, the ghost of Hugh Hefner? Like, honestly, did they even <laughs> did they even have one? I just, I can't I imagine. I get, now, now, Lily, I just want to let you know, the, do you think they call him the? The is going to choke you. Able. Until you cannot breathe and you're going to have your boobs out. Now, are you comfortable? Let's talk about how far we want to take the choking with the the. Like, it's just, nah. I don't need any more rape fantasy, young women being exploited. I don't need any more of that. Um, That's enough. Done. Next. Eh. Zero out of ten. Never watched it. Won't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move to something more enjoyable. Good for her. 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 Well, this week's good for her. It's Kyla Minogue. Oh. Good for her. God! Don't call it a comeback, though. Her fans will not have it. I learned that the hard way. No. Yeah. <laughs> Do not call it a comeback. But padum padum, Michael Lucas. It finally got you. Like, it got you. Like, COVID got Scott Barrow. Finally, padum padum, you're the last gay to let it into your cells. What tipped you over? <laughs> it's just a great tune. It's so great. And I just love that she is kind of... She's a professional mm. and she's here for this moment. She's on American Idol. Mm-hmm. She is uh, on the weekend here in London. They do this massive summertime thing, the Capitol Ball. It's at Wembley Stadium mm. and she did a surprise ah. uh, appearance when ah. she came out, sang Padam Padam. Kylie Minogue. And she blitzed it and the crowd went bananas. Mm. I mean, you posted some footage of the crowd going crazy. Mm-hmm. I love how much, like, she, she's, yes, as you, as the fans say, it's not a comeback. She's experienced this before. Mm. Um, I think the expectation was perhaps because of how ageist and misogynist uh, culture can be and radio can be that it was unlikely that she would have a hit of this scale again. But she has and she's she she is prepared. Well, I think it's a surprise to her. No, it's a but surprise. She is equal. <laughs> she is equal to this task, and she's going to go out and promote this. And I just it I, it makes me so happy. Mm. And Kylie has always been a distant cousin to me to Beyonce mm. and Madonna. It's mm. true mm. because I like a fierce dancer. Mm. 
But at this particular stage, I think it's fair to say that both those women, for separate reasons, are no longer the fierce dancers <laughs> that they were. And and Kylie is just, I'm just so happy for her. Same. <laughs> and I love the song. I love yes. it. I love it. And the, the brilliance of it is how short it is because you just press play again because you have to because you haven't had the fix. Mm. You haven't had the feel. It hasn't hit your veins properly yet. But all of, I just feel like there's a collective... Good for her. Even if you don't like the song. even I just know I've spoken to people who don't like the song, but they quickly follow it up with, oh, but I'm happy for it. Like, she's our mate. You're like, finally, oh. she's getting. But the thing is, you say she is, she is. Listen to this. This is an interview she did. She is genuinely shocked. I think the last moment like this would have been um, Can't Get You Out of My Head, which just, mm. just took off. Ampanam has really taken us all by surprise and um i couldn't be happier about it it's taken on a life of its own i think this only happens you know once in a make once in a lifetime to i mean that it's happening again is just wild i love like if this were madonna she'd be like yeah of course of course it is bitch it's me i'm madonna mm-hmm. but kylie's just been like oh fuck me dead <laughs> it's a hit i can't well, believe it the other thing that i love about it is that Actually, I feel like as much as I have never been a mega fan of hers, I'm very, no, I enjoy her, would see her and, and you know, everyone loves Kylie, but not an obsessive fan. No. She has actually been really consistent over the years. Like that disco album was great. Yeah. But there is this horrible thing that radio stations, it's just there's like there's a cutoff and they tolerated Kylie until about 40 and they're like, that's it, you're gone now, you're out to pasture. And what's so satisfying about it is the game's changed now because of TikTok. Mm-hmm. And so people... Songs can take on a life of their own, not needing radio programmers who are typically, you could attest to this, probably older white men to decide what they listen to. Mm -hmm. And I love that TikTok has decided that this is the song of the summer and now the radio programmers are like scrambling to play it as much as they can. They have to. Oh, my God. The thing with TikTok is not even Katy Perry hasn't cracked TikTok, Dua Lipa sort of. Beyonce did because she's Beyonce, but anyone who's like not an up and coming TikToker who wasn't discovered on TikTok, even Gaga's not really there. Like the fact that 54 year old Kylie Minogue is a sweeping TikTok, a whole new generation is falling in love with her, and they're starting to find the pictures of her as Charlene. Like they're really oh. starting to go back. And she has had, I think she's finally going to get her flowers for the iconic career that she has actually had and the reinventions oh. and the longevity. It's so great. I'm so happy for it. And also it's become, it's been inserted into the, it's like Padam is in our language now. It's part of the vernacular. Have a listen to this clip going viral. What is your favourite gay slang right now? Padam. Padam? Do you know what Padam is? No. What is it? Kylie Minogue. Duh. What does it mean? Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is going to go crazy because, like, you don't know. It's the biggest song out right now. So how do you use it in a sentence? Um, People are like, what are you doing tonight? And I go... Padam. It means being gay and having a great time. Honestly, this conversation is Padam. <laughs> it's very Padam. Guys, let me know in the comments. Did you know what Padam is? Everyone, I can't be the only one. Everyone in this vicinity knows Padam. Excuse me, excuse me. Padam? Do you know Padam? Kylie Minogue. So look. Good for her. It's so great. It's so great. And you love the song, don't you? Padam. Yeah. I'm obsessed. I sent it to you. I tipped it. Oh, you did. You 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 are Nostradamus when it comes to this sort of you call it so early. And we had a really early text exchange where I said, "Is this her believe moment?" And you were like, "Absolutely." Absolutely. 100%. The best Kylie, <laughs> the best Kylie is when it's this incredibly catchy pop song, but there's a hint of darkness in there. Mm. Like if you think about Confide in Me and even Can't Get You Out of My Head, 
And there's something about Padum Padum, like the way she's singing it and some of the way that it's produced is it's not like a frilly pop song. It sort of sounds like it sounds like you're in my thrall. <laughs> and I love that there's just that edge to it because she can be intensely sweet. Mm. There's still the Charlene, but there's something about Padum. It's just, it's layers, all right? It's layers. It's so, it was so also sweet. based off an Edith Piaf song. Oh, so, I know, you know, like there's so many layers. It's incredible. And the other thing that's happening, of course, Madonna. Good for her. Has found herself with two hits, Volga with Sam Smith and the one she did with The Weeknd, which, you know, yes. I have issues with that. I know. Well, look, I mean, unfortunately, good tune. <laughs> <laughs> but what, I'm, what I saw on Twitter was Madonna stands and Kylie stands going to war and Madonna stands saying, oh, Madonna's already did this, she did this with Confessions or maybe, which album MDMA. were they saying? MDMA, that's right. And then Kylie fans saying, yeah, but she had her Western era first and Madonna's always ripping her off. And then the media obviously talking about the two of them and and comparing them and playing them off each other. And I just want to remind everyone that's really ageist and misogynist and we don't need to do that. We just don't. And also mm. they are massive fans of each other, well-documented, mm. well-documented. Yeah. So I just think we need to stop the urge. I'm loving the three people I'm obsessed with, Madonna always, Jessie Ware and Kylie, oh. all, all over 35 and all having an absolute dominant resurgence on the pop charts. Like, it's just, kiss me hope. Maybe there's a chance for me. I'm 44. <laughs> oh, and it, it is hopeful. And all, No, but also it is because, again, in the modern digital world, those old radio programmers don't control everything. Yeah. And actually when you give it to the people, they just want a good tune. Mm. And, and this whole notion that a young person will close their ears if they hear a sound come out of a body that is not in, you know, <laughs> that is not younger than 40. I can hear the bullshit. decay. <laughs> it's so bullshit. I agree. So it's good. So we say... Good for her. To Colin Minogue. Just, we're really happy for you, doll. All right. Well, I think we're done. What are you up to today in England town? Um, actually today we're just going to be, it's very warm. It's oh, please. sitting at 30 most days. 30. No, it's quite, that's quite warm. Like 30 is warm even in Australia, but in England you really feel it. I mean, there's no sea breeze and it's, and it's, um, you know, there's a lot of concrete around. <laughs> so we're going to wander, we're going to wander up to High Street Kensington and commence work and do all that sort of stuff. We are, the excitement of this week is we're seeing a new version of Cabaret oh. with um, Maud Apatow. Oh, speaking of euphoria, Ooh. do you know, obviously we haven't spoken about it because you haven't watched it yet, but the Tonys have happened and Leah Michelle sang, finally performed as Fanny Bryce, yes. didn't yeah. win. Not eligible. No, but not eligible. No, but it was a... It... True, yes. Everyone in the audience you could see was watching her sing and this look of, yes, she's problematic, but Fucking hell, what a voice. Like it was just, you could just see everyone trying to figure out what to do with their face because the performance is undeniable. She is yeah, like, and she, if you go and look at her Instagram, she's put a post up and read the caption. I'll read the caption. One moment. Okay. <laughs> because you can feel, you can just feel that, please just let me have this, guys. Like I know I've been done some awful things. Leah Michelle. Oh, there she is. There's a picture of her holding up flowers with her, like the audience. No one's standing up, but she's very happy with the performance. Here's the caption. 
I've thought a lot about what to say for this post. There's so much to say. But the simple truth is that I've waited my whole life for this moment. An actual dream come true and an unbelievable honour to finally be Fanny Bryce at the Tony Awards. I got chills. I got chills reading that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're seeing her too. Everything is problematic. She, we are seeing her. And I, I don't know, I'm just going to hold everything in two spaces. Just. Yeah. This this trip is going to be so intense. Basically, in my mind, it's just you do your wardrobe reveal, we film it, then you go and rest for five hours and then you come out for the the evening. Oh, my God, I just realised, shit, I'm going to need show shows. I'm going to need show outfits. I'm going to need nighttime outfits as well as daytime outfits because, you know, if you're a kid that grew up in the 90s, you were told you could take daytime looks to nighttime looks by Cosmo magazine every week by adding a heel, but it's not true because you're sweaty and there's floral. So I'm going to have to, oh, God, I'm going to have to buy more packing cells. All right, I'm back to the drawing board. I've got to go. I've only got eight weeks. All right. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. This is Emsolation. Oh, there you go. What have you got on today? You've got something nice planned for yourself? You know, it's always nice to have something to look forward to. What am I going to do for myself today? I don't know. I've got a giant cold sauce. I've got to go buy some patches. It's always fun to go off to the chemist, isn't it? You know, I'll get myself some lashes. Oh, God, I'm so sad. Do you know what I did this morning? I popped my favourite pyjamas in the washing machine and I've just texted my daughters to put them out in front of the heater because I know I want to wear them tonight. There was a time where I would do that with my favourite outfit, some sequin number, and I'd be off to a club. But no, I am that old that I am specially pre-preparing my favourite pyjamas. I don't care, I embrace it. I am old and young simultaneously. Both can be true. Do you know what I'm saying? When I realised that I'm 45 next birthday because, you know, in the intro I was talking about how Elio comes out on the 1st of March, Elio the movie, and I realised, oh, God, that would be my 4-5. And Elio's turning 5. Oh, time's marching on, gang. I've got so much I need to do. So much. And this is part of it. Have a wonderful weekend or week ahead whenever you're listening. Uh, We'll have a new AMA out on Friday, a new extra out on Tuesday. And if you're just an emsolator, not just an emsolator, if you just do the Thursday experience, we'll be back next Thursday. Look out for merch. We have merch coming. You've been voting on our Instagram. And if you're not on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast, you don't get to be a part of the merch voting. The merch will be decided by the emsolators. Go there now. Check it out. Have a vote, but we'll be dropping that in the next couple of weeks. You'll be able to get an Emsolation hoodie, which we're well overdue. Thanks for being here. Chat soon. Bye. Like what you heard and want more? Emsolation is a totally independent, neurodivergent, female-led podcast, which you can help support by subscribing to Emsolation Extra. Get exclusive bonus episodes every Tuesday. Question time with Em and Michael, pre-show meetings, videos of the podcast recording, pre-sale access to live events and discount merch, a weekly newsletter, and so much more. Help us by subscribing now or gift a subscription to someone you love at emsolation.supercast.com or get the link via Emsolation Socials. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn. Socials by M. Rossiano, Benjamin Wosley and Marcella Rossiano-Barrow. With assistance from Gem Evans. 
Evans and Georgia Watts with videos by James Henderson. Follow us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast and join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. Please take the time to share this podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us on whatever podcast app you use by hitting the follow button. Thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you again soon. Thank you.